It is The Difference, a weekly podcast with me, Dan O'Donnell, talk radio host extraordinaire and all-around good guy, alongside the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, Dave Spano. We talk about the intersection of politics and markets, of finance, of K Street and Wall Street, and how all of it affects your bottom line, because ultimately that's really what matters. And this is a week, Dave, that you see that intersection of of politics and finance most acutely because already the White House has been feverishly spinning what I think it knows is coming, and that is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. We're taping this podcast on Monday, July 25th, and coming up on Thursday, that number, the GDP number, is going to be released, and almost everyone thinks it's going to be negative. That would be two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Now, the problem with that is that's the commonly understood definition of a recession. So what the Biden administration has been doing on the whitehouse.gov website is that it's basically changed and said, well, most people think that two consecutive quarters of negative growth is a recession. That's not necessarily true. And on the Sunday shows, you had Janet Yellen saying, no, that's not the actual definition. Even Chuck Todd on Meet the Press was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Isn't this kind of splitting hairs here? You had a number of economic advisors all getting out ahead of this and saying, no, we're not in a recession. The reason for this, obviously, is that we've got a big midterm election coming up, and it would be very, very bad for the president's party, the Democrats, if, in fact, the data showed that we are in a recession. So as a financial guy, Dave, as someone who looks at markets and and ignores political spin, as someone who understands the fundamentals of the American economy better than almost anyone, are we in a recession? So... Let's 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 just put it on the table that there is a difference between politics and economics, but they do intersect. And I will tell you, if we are in a recession, Dan, then it it will then it will be unique. And the reason why people are saying that, why the White House is saying that, why other economists are saying that, is because employment is at a good number. Three point six percent of a national unemployment rate is really, really low uh, in parts of the country, you know, under under 3%. So can you have a recession if in people are employed? That's, that's hard for people, economists, who are not political to put their arms around. And number two is people are spending. So if we're in a recession, how are people spending? We saw an Amex report, American Express report, which was blockbuster last week because of the fact that people are still outspending. So what is happening? Well, there is a bifurcation in this country. We know that not only politically, but economically. And so people that are under whatever the Mendoza line that you want to choose uh, economically, those people are getting whacked for higher prices, you know, higher gas prices, higher food prices. But the upper income people are outspending. They're employed. They're they're using. They're going on vacations and they're spending discretionary items. This could be a scenario, Dan, where if it is a recession, we might have a double dip recession because what's happening is the Fed is raising rates. And why do they raise rates to slow the economy? Well, they're still raising rates now, so they haven't even begun to slow the economy. That could happen in 2023, and that would not be fun. So do you think that we're actually going to feel more pain 
let's say maybe late winter, early spring, that that yeah. this isn't going to be something that most Americans really feel until then. Yeah, and and that's why the reason why this week is so important because the CEOs, there's a CEO confidence report, and it's very low right now. And if they say right now in next quarter we aren't hiring anymore, and if people quit, we're not replacing those jobs. Then you start to see the unemployment rate start to go back up, and then the pain begins to happen. The Fed is trying to slow the economy, and can they slow it to an air quote here, soft landing? We're going to have to find that out. It is hard for them to do that. Then when they slow down the economy, generally it leads to a recession. And we're not even there yet. So this recession might be us just talking our way through that because of the high inflation number. And remember, the Fed looks backwards. They don't look forward. And so, you know, they look at facts and circumstances that are lagging indicators. So now they're raising rates to fight inflation. Well, if oil comes down, which it is right now, and inflation comes down and there are and they are raising rates they're going to slow the economy next year i mean it's just it's it kind of pisses me off to be honest with you dan that that they aren't forward looking that everything they do is looking backwards and it's reactionary and and that's that is an issue so are you saying they should have been doing this a year ago seeing well, yeah. what's coming well yeah you and i said that right well we did you and i we talked did. about but, that but a but you year had ago. you had all of the policymakers from jay powell at the fed to the president, to the Treasury Secretary, to uh, the leading media people in the financial, well, this is transitory. Yeah, inflation is going to get a short-term bump because of all the stimulus money and all of this. I mean, I've never seen a group of so-called experts get everything wrong like this. Well, COVID comes to mind, but in terms of in terms of finance, when everybody was saying the exact same thing, I mean, you had a couple of outliers like Larry Summers uh, of Harvard University he was in the Biden administration, he was in the Clinton administration. He was saying, um, we're having federal spending more akin to like World War II levels than we are for a typical recession like we saw in 2008. That's obviously going to have an inflationary impact. And that was poo-pooed for months. And then we saw, you know, inflation just spike by about October, November, all the while. Well, you know, it might go midway through 2022. And now it seems that we've got such a, a political cleanup effort that it's, well, it was Putin's price hike. Remember that one? It was like, well, it's it's nothing that we could control. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. We have had fiscal policy coming from the Fed, and we have had fiscal policy coming from the presidential administration, both predicated on the fact that inflation was just going to magically disappear. And I'm sorry, Dave, but this magical thinking doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence if, in fact, we are in the middle of or heading towards a recession, that these are going to be the people who are able to steer us out of it with minimal damage done. No, I totally agree, and and I think you and I are on the same page. And and again, just to pound the table, we had said this transitory term is a joke, and it's got to go away because wages, for example, and rents, for example, are not transitory. You're not going to go back to your employees uh, next year and say, yeah, you know that raise I gave you, I'm taking it back. Or your landlord is going to say, you know that rent uh, increase that I gave you, we're going to we're going to take your rent down. Those are sticky, and therefore they're going to stay with us. So yeah, th th there is an issue. And 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 you think of, think about the COVID policies, and you know you and I talked about this as well. The COVID policies just uh, social norms that were changed. I mean, you can talk about crime, you can talk about 
kids' education. All of these things were an overreaction. And I was pretty sure that you were pounding the table on that, that this is going to, we're going to have to pay the piper down the road. This is us paying the piper down the road. And therefore, the economic policies that they're going to try to manufacture here. By the way, there is a Build Back Better bill that's been floated around. It was floated around as recently as last week. And Build Back Better was, again, more stimulus into the economy. Are you kidding me? There would be more stimulus in the economy. But for Joe Manchin, that they're going to try to primary out, we would have had more stimulus into this economy. And this is what I'm talking about. People just not understanding the fundamentals of the economy, what causes recessions, what makes inflation worse. Clearly the biggest issue that we face, we spent a lot of time on this podcast today talking about the uh, GDP number and whether or not we're in a recession. The real important number to me, and with apologies to those 170 companies that are reporting earnings this week, the real number is going to be the inflation number. The real number is going to be the, the thing that really matters is are we starting to see? There was the Commerce Secretary, Gina Raimondo, coming out this weekend and saying, well, we think we've hit peak inflation. I've got a bad feeling, Dave, that peak inflation is going to be like transitory inflation, this buzzword that the White House just sort of tries to wish into existence, but has no real basis in reality. How do you foresee the inflation number coming out? Well, I think the inflation number is going gonna, is gonna to be less than what it was last month. But there are two mitigating factors that people are forgetting that uh, people in the U.S. economy cannot control. And that is if China goes back online. They've been under uh, COVID lockdown. If they get that engine going again, you know, what do you think that's going to do to the world economy? Or maybe Russia-Ukraine conflict starts to go away and all of these energy policies in Europe get better, for example. That's going to be inflationary. So this whole idea of we're going to get it to a neutral rate of 2.5%, I don't know when they're going to do that, but it is going to be a long time coming. Inflation where we're going to go back to what was a normal rate for years and years post-World War II was around 4%. Post-Obama up until recently, it was about 2%. And the Fed was doing all they could to to get inflation up, to get pricing pressure up. And now it got away from them. So uh, we're going to see it. And I do think energy is a big part of that. It's, you know, it's a big number that goes into the expectation of what inflation is. That's number one. And number two, what's called rental equivalency. Uh, that Those are rent prices and housing prices. We're starting to see that come back down with new home starts. So the inputs that go into that definition, Dan, are, are some of them are lower. There's no doubt about that. But that doesn't mean we're going back to 2%. That means that you know 5%, 4% uh, is, is maybe something that they can live with. The Fed generally doesn't stop raising rates until their core rate is above the rate of inflation. Well, we got a ways to go if that's the case. Oh, boy, if if that's the case, we're right back to the 1970s and 10% rates. I I, I I hope not. I hope not. I I I do think think it's coming down. I think it's coming down. The economy simply wouldn't be able to sustain that. I mean, we have grown, as we've talked about- Well, the debt- the debt down. Oh, right. Oh, boy. And, and you know, yeah, our debt to GDP ratio, personal debt. I mean, the fact that people are continuing to spend, even though, you know, we're, we're seeing people spend on, on much more, 
isn't necessarily the harbinger of a great economy to me, especially since we really have in this country, and I don't think we talk about this enough. And obviously, Dave, you know, we focus on what I'll call the investor class. We focus on people who understand the concept of saving, who understand yep. how to have a diversified portfolio. They know you need to get that free portfolio review at AnnexWealth.com. You need to know what you own and why you own it. These are things we talk about all the time. The reality is the overwhelming majority of people in this country don't save. They don't have assets. They are drowning in debt. They spend on consumer goods. They spend on things that you or I might think are, are not necessary. For example, if you know all of a sudden shoes cost 30% more, I might hold off on buying a new pair of shoes. You don't have people that think like that, though. That in a tough economic environment, when their personal situation is hurting, they continue to spend. And that's what I see, that they got the COVID stimulus, that they've gotten all of this money for nothing. They're not putting it away. They're spending. They're spending, they're spending, they're spending. Then all of a sudden, if we get a change in the job market, if we get companies really tightening their belts, we've got a real problem on our hands. You agree yeah, with you that assessment? I, I do. And, and there is a social impact as well. Because, you know, the, the people that are going to be hurt, the communities that are going to be hurt by this uh, are already challenged, right? Right. And, and that is that is a concern. And, and therefore, you know, you, like you said, you may not be as, as affected or I may not be as affected, uh, but everyone is affected. I mean, all of our employees, we have, you know, hundreds of employees, they are all affected as well. You know, people that you work with. And that is the reason why, you know, going through the process of, of having a path forward to understanding that you have to reduce your debt, that you have to save, those are core things, Dan, that uh, you, you can argue are not being taught, are not being learned, are not being shown uh, by certain parts of the community. But for those, as you said, the investor class, people that are listening to this podcast, go through a process. Make sure that you have the right team. That means investment advice. That means estate planning lawyers, tax planners, financial planners, and that you can put a plan together to go through these type of issues with with less pain. But it is a pivotal week for sure, Dan. S&P earnings, Fed, a GDP report, and of course, going forward, we're going to have politics in a big way coming up. For Dave Spano, the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, I'm Dan O'Donnell. You've been listening to The Difference. Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of the podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.